Welcome. This is David Barris, President of the American Association of Bank Directors. This is another episode in ABD's Calling All Bank Directors podcast. Steve Lane will be joining us today to discuss how your bank can use stress testing effectively in this challenging time. Steve is a founding partner of Strategic Risk Associates, a Virginia-based consulting and advisory firm with over 35 years of commercial banking, M&A, and equity and mezzanine investment experience. He leads SRA's M&A practice and over the last eight years has led the credit due diligence on a number of bank-to-bank acquisitions, large bank recapitalizations, and private equity bank investments. He's also the founder and president of LVIR Investors, a mezzanine lending and equity investment firm. He formerly was in senior positions at Dime Savings Bank and First Fidelity Bank Corp, as well as the controller of the currency. He's currently leading a large number of independent stress tests for a variety of banks. All right, let's call Steve. Hi, Steve. Dave, how you doing? Fine, how are you? Good, good. Thank you very much for joining us in this episode uh, for the uh, Calling All Bank Directors. And today's subject is stress testing. And in my view, this is one of the most important subjects to cover during this period of challenges. So welcome, Steve. Hey, Dave, thanks for having me. And uh, you're right, stress testing is a very timely topic. Steve, uh, what's the... Give us a brief history of stress testing. You know, uh, stress testing's been around a long time. Um, for years, uh, many of the larger banks in particular were stressing individual assets and asset po- portfolios. However, the whole bank stress test really came into focus with the Fed's May 2009 test for the larger banks, which, of course, was to ease people's concern about the the banking system as a whole because of recession. And since that first test, we've had 10 years of what I would call peacetime stress testing. In other words, GDP growth was positive in each of the 10 years ending 2019. However, now we're in what I would call wartime stress testing, uh, obviously a recession. Hence the uh, increased focus on testing also increasing the focus, just last week the Fed released the results of its 20, uh, 2020 test for 33 large banking companies. Steve, um, what's the Fed's uh, 2020 stress test? You know, David, the results came out good. The overall conclusion was that loan losses would be massive, but that the large banks would remain solvent, which is good. Uh, even with these good results, though, the Fed ordered the banks to suspend third-quarter stock buybacks, which most had already done anyway, and to limit dividends to what was paid in the second quarter. It also required the banks for the first time to resubmit tests later in the year. Uh, never happened before, but uh, the Fed's requiring the large banks to rerun all their tests uh, to take into account the pandemic. Uh, for the Fed test itself, the one that they run, uh, they added three scenarios, each each of which was more severe uh, than the original recession case. 
Loan loss rates for the Fed tests range from 6.3 for the original recession case all the way up to 10.2 for the worst scenario, which was a double-dip recession. Um, so it, it's a very severe test uh, going by the original recession uh, assumptions. Loan losses are 6.3, but the worst case now is 10.2. So that's a big, big loss. What are the uh, purposes and benefits of stress testing? For banks of all sizes, you know the main the main thing is to make sure that the bank would be solvent in a severe recession. And a kind of an adjunct to this is that stress testing encourages forward-looking capital planning, which is very important. People look at their their test results and they have to think forward, not backward, or where they are right now. Uh, stress testing is a great governance tool and a proactive risk management exercise, and all banks should be doing some form of testing. Uh, the other good thing is stress tests remind us that a bad economy can occur. Uh, as you know, Dave, uh, when you're in good times, sometimes you think bad times will never come back, and this could produce riskier behavior. But stress tests serve to focus risk discussions at the executive management and board level to help preclude uh, undertaking riskier behavior, if you will. How do bank boards and management use the results of stress testing uh, effectively? Many, and give yeah, us a couple are, examples. Yeah, there, there are many uses. Uh, you know, these include establishing and supporting the risk appetite, setting strategic direction, um, adjusting concentration limits, maintaining adequate capital levels, increasing loan portfolio management and adjusting underwriting standards if necessary. Uh, I've got some examples of how our clients have used the test results. Uh, one, one client uh, had a test that revealed a very strong capital position, which indicated to them that more risk could be added. As a result, the bank decided to do some acquisitions, and these have turned out very well. Uh, before the test, they were basically uh, in a non-acquisition mode and they saw that their portfolio and asset strength was so good that they could afford to add more risk. Now, it doesn't have to just be acquisitions. It can be a new business line or a new product or a new service. Whatever it is, a stress test helps you calibrate and adjust your risk appetite. Um, for another client, test results were a factor in the decision to raise holding company debt. Because of this, the bank is better prepared to weather a bad economy. This was pre-virus, so you can imagine how good they feel about this decision right now. And part of the uh, input into that decision was the stress test. Uh, yet another client found that its restaurant, hotel, and retail loans didn't fare well when stressed. As a result, some acceptable quality but, but weaker loans were not renewed, and underwriting standards in those loan types were adjusted to be more stringent. Uh, for the bank's credit team, uh, stressing individual loans allows portfolio managers to identify loans that don't hold up well when stressed. In fact, one, one uh, chief credit officer looked at his, uh, the loans we had stressed and said, I've got some really strong four-rated borrowers, but I've got some that are not that strong. So given this, the bank enhanced its monitoring of four-rated loans that were more susceptible to a bad economy. 
This is my final question, unless I come up with another one. Uh, what are the expectations of the banking agencies as to use of stress testing by smaller banks? Uh, Dave, community banks are not required by law to perform stress tests. However, regulatory guidance does call for community banks to analyze and assess the potential impact of adverse outcomes on their financial condition, which is basically the purpose of a stress test, obviously. Uh, you know, to kind of sum that up, regulators believe stress tests are a key part of uh, a sound risk management practice and that all banks should do some form of stress testing on an annual basis. And Dave, if I could just summarize what we've been through, I think all banks should be doing some form of stress testing on an annual basis. This is an excellent risk management and capital planning tool. The tests don't have to be complex, but the principal assumptions should be logical and the results should make sense. For example, assuming home values will only decline 5% in a severe recession is not logical. A test that returns a severe recession loan loss rate of 1% is not logical. Uh, you know, we just saw the Fed's loss rates uh, all the way up to 10.2% for the worst case. So 1% would not be logical. The directors need to be aware of where the industry is with, with these test results and make sure their bank is their bank's uh, results are reasonable. And, you know, it's most important that directors understand the assumptions behind the test. Uh, at a minimum, test results should be related to tangible net worth. Uh, when you look at the 2008 recession, banks that had a tangible net worth of at least 1.5 times losses were highly unlikely to fail. Now, banks with ratios near the 1.5 were staggered like a boxer taking an eight count. However, they were still standing at the end. Uh, an even better analysis in the tangible net worth is to, is to take the test results and project earnings, NPL increases, and end of test capital ratios. This will help the bank uh, and the board determine if capital would be adequate in a bad economy. And finally, I would say it's very important to remember that the test results depend on the assumptions used, which will almost certainly not be what actually happens. A good example is the virus. No one predicted the virus would occur, but here it is, and uh, it's really impacting our economy. But even though test results won't occur in real life, test, test assumptions rather, the test does provide good insight into the level of economic stress a bank can withstand and this makes it a very valuable and worthwhile exercise. Dave, you have Steve? any other questions? One more, Steve. Uh, what are the time frames for the uh, stress test? How far down the road should the banks be looking at? And I, I have heard a few situations where banks are only going through the six-month forbearance period, and is that sufficient? Uh, six months, in, in my op opinion, is not sufficient, Dave. I mean, I... For our test, we use nine quarters, which essentially matches the Federal Reserve's uh, test time frame. Uh, I think a really good time frame for the test is two to three years. Uh, and I say that because if you look back at the 2008 recession, which ended in June of 2009, it's kind of interesting The 2008 uh, loan losses for the banking system were much lower. They, they were 
they were higher than 2007, but they were much lower than 2009 and 2010, which is after the recession ended. So uh, two to three years is a, is a good time frame, Dave. Thank you, Steve, for joining us. This has been very illuminating and very, very helpful to our members, and we appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me, Dave, and have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye.